I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I was getting messages every day from all these people around going, hey, I just lost my loved one. Hey, I came out of a breakup. Hey, I'm struggling with this and your videos make me laugh. They make me smile. Fair enough. Like, there's a lot of people that probably don't like my content. That's fine. Not everyone's going to love everything you do. You know what I mean? That's fine. But like, I'm happy to know that there's a lot of people out there that come to me and say, yo, your content's making me feel good. You're making me laugh. Like I don't laugh at much, but I'm laughing at this. You know, it's making me feel good. And after I was receiving those for a good while there and stuff, it just started kicking me. I was like, how do I feel? You know what I mean? Like, how am I feeling at the moment? And I wasn't feeling too good. G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the greatest damn podcast in the entire world. My name's Isaac Butterfield. This is the Butterfield Effect. You bloody know that, you mad bastards. Listen, this is important. If you can't listen to this entire thing now, you can check out the audio versions on Spotify and iTunes and all those great things. There's also a Clips channel with all the little clips on there to digest them a little nicely. I'm on tour at the moment. Check it out down below. All the information's there. But today on the show is a very nice human being that you probably know. You've probably seen this person somewhere in your travels on the internet. And I thought we'd get him in just to have a bit of a chat and find out what he's really like. This is my conversation with the Jackson Odoherty. Have you done Maitland, have you done Maitland Jail before? Uh, not, I have been there. Have you done the nighttime thing? No. You should do that. Is it good? Yeah, I've done it once. It's pretty cool. I, I had so much fun. I was quite young when I did it. It's just a good laugh, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. They, <laughs> they, they spin some shit when you're in there. Oh yeah, fucking know. <laughs> this is what they didn't do here. They didn't do any like... Yeah. Like, they have yeah. another one that's a tunnel and it's like a devil worshipping sort oh, of true. place. So I think the Racker, the Racker Racker boys love that shit. Mm. When we were in America, we did some weird... Oh, well, they went to the suicide forest and that. Yeah, yeah, they went there. We, we went to a suicide bridge in Los Angeles when we were there. Really? We went underneath it. We like, it was like hundreds of deaths every year or two or something like that was underneath this bridge. And we got to break through a little... Not break, but like forced our way through a little gate. And we got under and there's like these two little crackhead tents and there's people in there like just like like looking cooked and I was I was like Lockie was there with me. Remember when we went under that bridge? What's this? The suicide bridge thing in um, oh, that was, that was he's like, Oh let's just run up an interview. I'm like, bro, get the fuck away from them, you know what I mean? Like the people don't even nothing to lose. Like yeah, yeah. we're here with all camera gear and stuff, just looking all normal and what were you filming? We weren't really even filming. We we're just kinda of having a little laugh, like just going for a little wander. Yeah, the right. boys wanted to film so like if we went to they wanted to go to an asylum, they went to like some haunted forest. The and forest this is, was weird. this is Racker Racker, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah we had our barber, we, we just got some random barber dude over there. He started coming out kind of hair all the time. He's cool. And um, he took us to all these haunted spots. We just thinking, is he going to kill us? Is he want to show us something cool? But it was fun. And um, we went to this haunted forest thing. And that was fucking spooky. That's the only spooky thing I've ever seen, really. There's still KKK meetings there. Yeah, they still have the KKKs. And we got there. There's this light, like, right up on top of these mountains. It's pretty much impossible <laughs> to walk up to it. And it's on. And we, we um, put our flashlight we had on, uh, our hand took it off. And then they put theirs off. We put ours hand over it. And then they put theirs back on. And they were doing that to us, like signaling it. Oh. And then and I was just like, Ew. I was too scared. I didn't say enough. I said, I'm not kidding. <laughs> he didn't come. He didn't come with us. <laughs> Man, there are creepy people around. Yeah. You know? Well, I, after they said that there's people out there that just have still have KKK. I was like, I'm, you never know what's going on with people. Oh, no. It's They're not, not in America anyway. You know, America's pretty fucking... Odd. You've been there a lot. Yeah, I've done a few trips out there. Yeah. So what's what's going on out there? What, what do you? What's the big difference between uh, Australia? We're recording, by the way. We're recording. What's the difference between? <laughs> we are recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. What's the difference? You think the big difference between like America and Australia? Yeah. 
I just think there's more opportunity out there. Sure. Like there's more going on. There's more people. It's obviously a lot crazier. You can get away with doing more out there. In terms of living, like you couldn't pay me a billion dollars to live in America. Really? Hell no. I have, like me and Kristen, all of, we don't really like America that much. Like, no, dist- like we've got a lot of friends there. There's a lot of beautiful places there yeah. as well. Like, you know, it's the same as everything. But it's just like, I was there for a good three months last year with Kristen and we were just filming and things were going good. We met everyone. We're collaborating with everyone, going to cool parties, having fun and doing shit like that. But it's just a lot of stuff isn't happening here. It's like not yeah. everyone here is always working together and wanting to film and wanting to grow and make cool projects and do stuff. But yeah, I found it was, it was fun out there. We were there for like three months. and I think we like burned ourselves out a little bit and just got over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just constant like sirens. There's just junkies, people, fucking people yeah. screaming everywhere and it's just dirty and it's, yeah, it's I've just, heard that about like Hollywood and LA Hollywood's and... like just, just crappy yeah but like there's other like a little rest of the area Beverly's nice like nice and chill yeah. um, downtown LA's pretty full on as well but like, we've done we've been in North California even like Vegas was cool like, there's some sick spots out there that are still cool but yeah I could never live in LA I guess the more people you've got in the one area people just start losing their exactly. shit exactly it's like everyone's there and it's just like so full on all the time there's never any downtime and it's just hmm. but it's like here in Australia it's like you, you can just kick back you can relax you can chill hmm. it's, it's friendly it's safe to an extent but it's yeah, like yeah. you don't have to worry it's like I feel so much happier and less stressed and safe living in Australia than I do out there cool well, mate if you can afford to travel back and forth fuck it yeah well it's like like we don't we did a lot of work there last year for those few months so it's kind of like you know we were there for a few months we met just about everyone we could possibly meet that we wanted to meet anyway so it's kind of like now we've got those connections and we've established that sort of friendship with people it's like we don't need to go for months just like once every few months we'll pop out there for a couple of weeks get in get the work done and then piss off you know what I mean? mm. rather than staying for three months and just getting over it and, and i just find it's a bit better like that and you've been around forever now been doing it like four years, yeah. five years. You've yeah. been around for a while. And I remember seeing your stuff back in the day and then I found out that you lived up the road from me pretty much. I remember we had a coffee. Yeah, we caught up for a coffee. Beer. A coffee. We, yeah, we, a little latte. Yeah, yeah, a little latte, cheeky one. And um, and I was like, hey man, you know, we want to do some uh, touring and those type of things. And, yeah. And then I went from doing that because I was like doing comedy shows for yeah. people. Like I was doing stand-up myself. But the only way I could sort of make money was like, putting shows Tools on and, stuff like that. and then I spoke to you and I was opening for people like Josh Wade and Frenchie and those type of guys and then I sort of just threw all that away and sort of just went no nah, I'm just going to fucking make videos yeah yeah and thankfully I did that yeah that 100% was, that was the move it started going good yeah absolutely but I mean it's weird how things sort of come full circle how yeah, that type of stuff but yeah. it's good to see people are like like thank you for coming on and collaborating it's good to be and all here, that man. type I'm of stuff. I'd be liking it. It's weird. It's, it's weird. It's nice and bright. It is nice it's and very bright. nice and cool in here as well. <laughs> I look at uh, that for a long time. I look at you. I can't see you. No, that's good. That's good. I uh, the beard. I want to see the beard. <laughs> the beard comes. Through. <laughs> so tell me, what's happening with with your career at the moment? I've just been kicking back a bit the last few weeks. Really, just got the house, obviously. But um, yeah, man, just been chilling a bit. Like I was overseas a bit earlier. I moved out to LA earlier this year. We we're gonna spend like me and Lockie. I've got Lockie out there, my videographer. And, we were gonna go out there for the whole year. We we're gonna live with the Racka Racka twins and we're just gonna like live with a few people in LA. Is that for... a bit full on to be living with all these people? Oh, just it, like... it, it is, but don't get me wrong, I fucking love it. You okay. know what I mean? Like, am I allowed to swear on it? It's my channel. It's you okay. can do whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever I want? Okay, cool. You can do whatever you want. Lovely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's so full on. But it's like, they are like literally proper legends though. You know what I mean? There's nothing in the world I could think of bad about them. Okay. Like, the energy's through the roof, but they're also such down to earth, genuine, friendly people that really like take you in as family kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like you got that vibe. It's just like one. It's just one big happy family. No one argues. No one bicker, like moans, whinges, and it's just a good vibe. But I think it's easier too because everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's on the same mission. Videos. You know what I mean? Like they do completely different stuff to me. Yeah. I do different stuff to them. You know, there's everyone down there's doing different stuff. You know, like you but it's relatable. It's just, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're all we're all ultimately chasing the same thing. We want to make people laugh. We want to do what makes us happy. We're all chasing our dreams, and we're all there together. We just put all of our stuff together and see what we can do. But yeah, it was a good vibe. And then 
after a couple of months, I started having some real bad sort of health issues and my own personal sort of things, a bit of mental health problems. And I was like, I don't really want to be in America anymore. And after a few months, I just came back here. Kind of me and Lockie came back from LA, like, what would I say, was it like March? Yeah. March, something like March, April time. And came back and we were looking for a place just to rent. This is this year. And looking around and then was struggling with that. So I went to Bali for a couple of weeks and was just training, just eating good, trying to feel good. And then came back from that. Finally found a place to rent up, up in Brisbane. And um, yeah, just been settling in. Still, still did a bit of traveling. Went to LA a couple more times after that, just for a week or two, rather than going there for months and putting that pressure mm. and stress. And at the same time, I was able to, because I was here and I wasn't over there and, you know, like you can obviously get looked after a lot better here. So I was just putting time into like seeing naturopaths, psychology. I was just doing all these sorts of things to help better myself and improve my mental health, my physical health. All my shit was just down the drain. Like I was just, I feel like I was deteriorating like mentally and physically. And I was just like, I don't want to be in America anymore. I want to be a bit closer to friends, family, better healthcare, you know, like people where I feel more calm, you know, a bit more safe. And I started feeling a bit better and stuff like that towards midway through the year. And then I started doing a bit more travels and stuff like that. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to start looking at buying a house now and bought a house a month or two ago. And yeah, it's all going good. It's a beautiful house. It's, yeah, it's good, man. It's nice. Yeah. And yeah. it's something, is mental health something you've been struggling with for a while? Yeah, man, definitely, 100%. Like I've yet to really come out and speak strongly about it. Like I've still, because like I've, I've been definitely battling it for a good couple of years on and off. And I think everyone does. I think, you know, like especially even people like you and I, people that are in the public eye kind of thing all struggle with their own problems. It's like, some are worse than others, but it doesn't matter. Like we're all humans. We all experience emotions, feelings, frustration, anger, all that sort of shit. And I've, mine's just kind of gradually gotten worse because I've tried to like block out those problems and escape the demons and just focus on what I want to do and just think keeping busy will push it aside, but it never did. Hmm. And um, it more or less buries it. Like I, it does, I've, yeah. I've been very open about my my issues. I have uh, I had a problem for two years with panic attacks, yeah. like three or four or five a day, this constant state of yeah. anxiety. And something I still work on today, and it's something I work on with you know physical training, psychologists, all that type yeah, of man, stuff. Yeah, it all helps, and, and it all does help. But I think one of the things that does definitely help is when you hear someone who is either not in, either in your position, somewhere you want to be, yeah. someone who you want to be like, yeah, man, speaking openly about it because then it makes it okay for you to have those feelings oh, and you 100%. don't feel like a freak. Well, I found a turning point for me was like I knew you know there's a lot of people out there that are struggling with their own issues, everyone going through their own stuff. But I looked at um, Tyson Fury. Yep. And I watched him on the Joe Rogan podcast. Then I started watching his stuff on YouTube. And I'd listened to, about, it was like a five-minute video about his mental health struggles. And I, a lot of the stuff he was speaking about, not that I'm a boxer or a heavyweight or as rich, as famous, as successful as him, but to an extent to the way he was talking about, like, he's like his dreams are different to my dreams, but he's like, he was doing this stuff for years and years. He was a heavyweight champion of the world, nice car, great family, money. He was killing it, doing well. But he kind of got to that level and he's like, well, what now? You know, And it just mm. started falling into a rut. And then just, I've, luckily for me, I've never really been a big party. I don't really do drugs and drink ever I kind of think every few months I'll get on it and drink but luckily for me I didn't turn any of that sort of stuff but he kind of got heavily into drinking eating bad food using drugs I just avoided all that sort of stuff and just was curled up kind of thing and like you said panic attacks I'd go out some days just to get some groceries I'd be in the middle of my shopping if one fan came up and said hello to me even though they've been friendly I've never had anyone be an asshole to me if it was someone kind of being friendly I'd just start feeling a bit of a racing heart and I'd just get the fuck out of it. I'd leave my shopping and I'd just piss really? off happened a lot of times man yeah I've got I've been I've definitely gone through some pretty shitty patches like that but I think it's like hard for people to see me when I'm on camera, when I'm doing my videos and think like, oh, yeah, he'd, he'd not go through that sort of stuff. Yeah. But everyone does. And when I see like Tyson Fury, the way he broke it down and talked about it, to me was like, oh, shit, I can relate to that in an extent. You know, like I wanted to, not that like social media was never the original goal back in the day. I just wanted to just do funny stuff. Like mm -hmm. I, I was happy enough to work and just do whatever and just make funny shit on the side kind of thing. That's how it all sort of starts anyway. You just have a hobby. And then it kind of went good. And then I started making pretty good money from it. I was like, shit, like just make more money than any other normal job I've had. And then I was just like, now I've gotten to here. It's like, 
oh yeah, I've gotten you know five, six, seven million people following my Facebook page. I'm like, what what now kind of thing? You know what I mean? It's like what's what's the next step? You know, and yeah. thinking so far into the future about what's next, what now? Or like, is this what I wanted? It's just stressing me out, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, because it's a good job, it's a fun job, but it's it's, it's a job. Mm. But it's also one of those things where you don't really take time off. No, exactly, bro. You're constantly from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. Yeah, and that's what people underestimate. But it's like, oh, I wish I could just be an idiot sometimes. I'm like, well, you know, it's not always like that. You wake up. You know, whether you wake up and go to the gym first thing, then you come back and you'll plan your day, you'll film, edit, emails, meetings, jump on the phone. You, there's so much stuff. You go traveling all the time. That shit's tiring as fuck. Mm. Like, <clears throat> like even, I think not last year, the year before, I did like 120 flights in one year. Wow. And a lot of it was overseas. Last year, I did a lot of traveling too. You know, that stuff's draining on your mind and body and yeah. trying to actually have a personal life in between that, like trying to find relationships or see your family and friends, have fun, travel, actually go on a real holiday. It's not, it was so hard for me. And I think what I did was just focus so hard purely on work, filming and all that sort of stuff that it just fucking burned me out. I ended up in this big rut and didn't know how to get out of it kind of thing. And the burnout is real. Like I, I, I'm lucky in the sense that I live down in my own bubble yeah. in Newcastle. And I, 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 my goal every week is to pump out four videos. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, That's a lot of content. I just, I just, I just a job, man. I, yeah. I get up, I, I, edit, I write Monday, Tuesday. Uh, I, tr- I, I film on Wednesdays, Thursdays and I edit through the weekend. Yeah. And I just have that's those. a big workload, especially when you're traveling and you know planning more other things, the emails, organizing other stuff. Well, yeah, and you, you've probably got a personal life outside that you Absolutely, want to do stuff. Absolutely, man. So. I got to have time for my family, mm-hmm. my dogs, my partner. I got to have every time for that. But I also fit in about fifty shows a year, all that type of that's stuff. Nuts. And I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. And I'm I'm like I'm proud of the stuff that I put forward. And it's just important that you just make sure that you know you, you understand when you are burning mm. out. And, and it, that was my biggest problem because it's like I was always so busy out there like trying to look after my family and my friends and trying to help people wherever I kind of could and thinking I just want to make people laugh, I want to make people happy. You know, I was getting, <coughs> excuse me, I was um, getting messages every day from all these people around going, hey, I just lost my loved one. Hey, I came out of a breakup. Hey, I'm struggling with this and your videos make me laugh. They make me smile. Fair enough. Like there's a lot of people that probably don't like my content. That's fine. Not everyone's going to love everything you do. You know what of I mean? Course. That's fine. But like I'm happy to know that there's a lot of people out there that come to me and say, yo, your content's making me feel good. You're making me laugh. Like I don't laugh at much, but I'm laughing at this. You know, it's making me feel good. And after I was receiving those for a good while there and stuff, it just started kicking me. I was like, how do I feel? You know what I mean? Like, how am I feeling at the moment? Mm. And I wasn't feeling too good. And I was like... And I've experienced that too. You can have people telling you how great you are, yeah. how wonderful you are. You've changed their life. It's all, you know, you've, you've done this, you've mm. done that. But it doesn't affect you. Yeah. And that, that's the big thing that I've found, even with uh, the things like the success that I've found over the last couple of years and, and, and money and all that type of stuff. That hasn't changed how I felt with happiness. Yeah, I'm still very much the same person I am, and it made me understand that that whole adage of okay, happiness comes from from, from within yeah. is very, very true. Mm-hmm. And this pursuit that you have throughout your entire life, you may not find it until you're 80 years old. You might find it when you're 21. You have to try and always endeavour to find where this happiness comes yeah, from. Definitely, 100. And that's what I've been trying to focus more on this year. I was happy enough to step back from social media for six months to a year to like really go, yo, I'm gonna. Because like I've, I've, I don't really waste money. Like I don't party. Like probably once every two or three months I go out, and even then I don't spend much money. I don't. I don't buy expensive clothes. I don't buy jewelry. I don't really have a girlfriend. I have to spend lots of money on. I don't. I just give money to my family here and there. Look after what I need to do. And I was like, oh, I'm going to invest some of this money. And you know, with social media, we've got a lot of like freedom and flexibility. With what we do, like mm. you don't have to do like four videos a week. You no. don't have to. Like you could literally step back for three months and go, okay, I'm going to do whatever I want for three months. I'm going to travel the world and turn my phone off for three months. Come back. You can come back and start posting good content again and it'll just go back to exactly how it was. Mm. Like unless like, you know, unless you take a long break, like it's, it's pretty hard to fall off on social media, I find. But 
I said, okay, I'm gonna spend the next few months focusing on myself, my health, my family, my friends. What I'm gonna do, I sat down, I was trying to write out like why I got started, what my life goals are, what I wanna do in the near future, the long future, things. I started asking around for help, like what can I do to help out my levels? Like I had really bad blood balances in my hormones, my testosterone was all messed up. I was like, okay, that's probably having an impact on how I feel. My testosterone levels are low, my estrogen levels are high from stupid decisions when I was younger, you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, that's one step. Let's start working on that. That'll make me feel a little bit better. Mm. And it did. Saw a naturopath, I got blood tests. Like, okay, your gut health isn't very good. This stuff's going to help. That stuff started helping. Psychology, that one, once every couple of weeks, talking to somebody for a couple of hours, that helped a lot. And all that stuff, it's like you can just do all these things. It's like, I, like you said before, it's like you can do so many things to like help, but ultimately you've got to kind of do it for yourself. Like mm. you've got to want to do it as well. Like you can get help from everything there is to try and start lifting you there. But like you said, yeah, it's just like you've got to want to do it kind of thing. Mm. And I, I think that one of these things, and the good thing about this podcast is people will get to know who you are. Yeah. Because one of the things with your content is it's so short. Yeah. And it's not like <clears throat> you don't get to know the person, you get to mm. know the character sort of thing. Yeah, I find that as well. Yeah. Do you find that people don't understand like who you actually are? I think the people that know me that have met me will understand a bit of who I am because it's like I've never once in my life over the last few years, like even like when I'm shopping or when I'm out drinking or whatever it is I'm doing down the beach, like. People come up to me and start talking to me and I find I'm talking for half an hour. Yeah. I don't like, it's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you, see you later and I run away. You know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, where are you from? Oh, when did you start watching my stuff? Oh, what's your favorite video? Like, oh, yeah, where are you from? Oh, what do you do? Like, what are you up to today? How's your day going? And I have a proper good chat with people, you know? I've never had one person that's met me and gone off and said, oh, yeah, he's an asshole, he's a dick. Like, yeah. maybe if I was drunk and I don't remember anything, I was just a little rowdy maybe, but... No, well, you no. never know when people are going to meet you too. Exactly you right. Know, you're going like, to be having the worst day ever. Exactly. That's why I always say I'm, I don't make my assumptions or judgments off people until I meet them a few times. Because like you could meet someone one day who's just won the lottery and they've just found the love of their life. They're stoked. The next day, they could have lost the whole family. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the day they lost their family, they're not going to be out for a chat. They're going to be probably be a bit you know yeah. miserable. You know, and you might meet them and not know that about them and go off and think like, oh, he was a bit of an asshole. He's not very talkative. He was a bit. Mm. Not knowing what, like, no one knows what people are going through behind closed doors, you know what I mean? And you hear that a lot with, like, footballs and stuff. Like, someone's, exactly, like, man. you could get someone at the worst time, or even if they're just in a hurry. Yeah. Oh, he blew me off, he's an asshole, fuck yeah. that guy, you know, I don't want to, I'm not exactly supporting right. that team anymore. And people pass judgments all the time. And as you said before, people might hate your content. Yeah. A lot of people hate your content, a lot of people hate mine, too. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that don't. Well, not, not there's not one person in the world that everyone loves. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, there's, like, everyone on social media, every athlete, every actor, singer, artist, whatever it is. They've all got lovers, supporters, but they've also got people that do not like them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like maybe The Rock's the only person I can't I can think of that. Everyone fucking loves The Rock. That's what I'm saying. Right? I can't think of anyone that hates The Rock. <laughs> if I a... see a comment on this, someone saying I hate The Rock, you aren't human. It's a fucking weird world though with The Rock. <laughs> yeah, it's it like, is, man. And it's it's like The Rock puts out a movie every two months, and he's a completely. I swear, different... there's like five of him. It's a different character. It's like yeah. you don't give a fuck what his name is in the no. movie. He's, he's the, the rock. fucking Rock. He's the Rock in every movie. He yeah. was at the UFC when we recorded this yesterday, giving the bad motherfucking title. Yeah. That just shows how big that is. You the know fact what I mean? that the UFC actually made a title. That's how good that company is. Did you see him have his own entrance? His, yeah. He had his own entrance. Which is amazing. WWE. Normally, oh, any he come other... out to that song? He came out to his own WWE <laughs> entrance. Any other wrestler in the world from WWE that even sets foot there is just instantly hated. Yeah. The MMA community hate wrestlers. Like yeah. CM Punk. I guess CM Punk was a bit different. Like he's just, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, he still wasn't. Good on him for having a crack. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, you know, then you see like Brock Lesnar come over and even like a lot of MMA fighters who try to act a bit like the WWE drama and all that fake shit. It's like, People's like, oh, go to WWE if you can act like that. A lot yeah, of MMA yeah. community get real triggered by that stuff. But The Rock gets there, everyone's standing up, yeah, like cheering, happy. He's walking out to his WWE theme song, and everyone's like cheering, happy. Everyone's got their phones out filming him. Yeah. He's just a man. He's a larger-than-life character. He is, man. He's, He's cool. one of those people that is like, 
in our generation, there's there's very few of those people that'll come through. Yeah, I think it's kind of like I think it's like more of like a modern, not like a modern day Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of vibe. But it's like sure because like social media and the mainstream isn't wasn't as big back then as it is now. Obviously, like mm. if if social media was huge back then, I'd say Arnold would have been huge on that as well. Yeah, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is good twenty years older, you know, and he's yeah. not really been in the light very big lately. But you know, you look back to the day, came to America, couldn't even speak English, became governor of California, he was actor, writer, producer. He's yeah. done so much, you know what I mean? And he's crazy, like, but. Yeah, The Rock's pretty cool. The Rock is very cool. He's a good have, dude. have you been uh, doing much uh, MMA training? I know I've seen you do a bit of boxing and that type of stuff. Not really, no. Like growing up, I did a little bit like Muay Thai just for like fitness, not so much to learn how to fight, just for fitness, something yeah, different, yeah. a bit of boxing here and there. I haven't really ever done anything like that seriously. Like I do like all these YouTube boxing events getting around. I would like to jump on one of those one day and see what happens, but I'm not in a rush. Like if something big pops up or if someone mentions my name or if it comes comes to it and I like the sound of it, like I don't want to do the same old like, oh, you, I fucking hate you. I want to have drama and all that bullshit. Like, I'd like someone who likes me and knows me go, yo, let's jump on this kind of a proper fucking scrap. Yep. If I knock you out, cool. If you knock me out, cool. Who cares, you know? Yeah. Let's jump on a three-round little fight. Let's just go crazy. Put on a good entertainment. I couldn't care if I win or lose. Just get in there. Put on a good a good, good show, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. someone who knows me, like, probably not you because you're about seven foot taller than me, but <laughs> anyone else, <laughs> you know what I mean? But... I think I'd be fun. out of your weight range too. I just, definitely just a say. touch, just, just a, a touch. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I started training MMA probably uh, about a year ago now. I've seen you on your stories. It's one of the best things I've ever done. It's good for your mind too. I find absolutely. It's really like, like therapeutic. Like I do it every day when I'm in town, and and to get there, get stuff done for the day, and things like. So I'm going to start competing in jiu-jitsu oh, moving shit. into the next year. Yeah, nice. Uh, which I'm stoked about because it's something that. I knew, like, I grew up playing footy and stuff like that. I knew nothing about yeah. uh, mixed martial arts, jujitsu, any of that type. Jujitsu is kind of cool because it's like it's not about how big you are. I find, Absolutely like, you could not. literally fight someone half your size, or jujitsu and someone your size, you know, and they could literally submit you just being a creepy little crawly bastard. There's a know? little dude that gets around. He's now down in Melbourne. Uh, Ruben, his name is, yeah. and he uh, he he basically one of the first times I went in there, he like was we started from feet, rolled underneath me. Yeah, and then was able nuts. to use his legs to separate my left leg from my right leg, stretch me out into this position. I can't remember if it's called an electric chair or whatever, but but I just had to tap immediately. This tiny little dude, you know, he's only yeah, like man, it's all that like foot. technique and like like core yeah. strength kind of thing, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, it's it's well, it's all technique, mm. and it's not. So, that's what judo is based <coughs> off. Is 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 all about this idea that it's not about the size. That's of like a proper form of art, you know. I mean, martial art. That's like a proper like like boxing and kickboxing stuff's all obviously big, but you know, stuff like jujitsu and all that stuff's just like so technical. Well, I learned a lot about life from it too. Like you can have someone on top of you and you're freaking out, they're trying to choke you. Mm. If you can just calm yourself. You know, and I and, and you're able to well, get it, mate. It's lovely. You're like, you're able to sort of just bring yourself back to this situation of okay, this is what I'm facing mm. right now. I need to think rather than freaking out and yeah. trying, you know, push out of it and trying to use strength. I'm going to try and I'm actually try and think, think and about it. Do, yeah. And that's helped me out with like like I'm you know I did a show in Newcastle recently. And there was 1,400 people there. I was a bit freaked out. I've I seen went, that. I looked pretty sick. It was fucking a mate. Like, in your hometown selling out a show. That Civic Theatre there. That it's was crazy. something I looked at for years and years and years. And I was just like, that is something that I need. Manifested yeah, man. Just, just with hard work. You've done it in like a pretty small amount of time as well. In like, in all fairness, you know, like it's only a few years ago we were sitting down. And you were still like just kind of working out what you wanted to do. Sort of. I hadn't uploaded a video when we spoke. Exactly, man. I remember. Yeah, it was cool, man. And then like you know, you know you're selling out shows in your own hometown. It's sick. Yeah. Well, I'm doing a show in Perth with a thousand people in Sydney with sixteen hundred. It's crazy. It's nuts. Like even though you've just been to Scotland, you know what I mean? Like even yeah, you go all around the world and these people that are proper like fans, you know what I mean? It's like. I've always found it's like it's just crazy how like people all around the world will come out like when I'm in America or the UK or Europe it's like you always bump into at least one mm. or two people are going to come up and go hey I know I've seen you like might not remember your name they might have seen your face in a viral video or seen you be talked about on the news or something yeah and 
people come up as like I went to a festival a couple of years ago in um, Croatia and I still was probably halfway between where I am now and where I started kind of thing. I posted that pet kangaroo video and um, yeah. all these Europeans, they couldn't even speak English. We'd go, hey, hey, oh, God, can kangaroo go? <laughs> Talk, talking to me at this festival and that. I was like, oh, that, that was pretty surreal to me. It's the first time I'd kind of been recognized over in a different country and I was like, fucking hell, like probably a couple of hundred people come up to me just in that one and I was absolutely off my head like at this yeah. festival just fucking blind drunk and I was just like, oh, let's go. I was just like, everyone's getting these pictures of me and I'm like, <laughs> seeing my tag photos the next day, I'm just like this in every photo, just like, because <laughs> I don't drink like often, like I say every few months, but when I do, I definitely make up for it. You go for it. Yeah, yeah. and then I just find myself miserable for a week. It's weird meeting those people. Like I was in the Tower of London and they have the guards out the front of the, um, <laughs> at the front of the crown jewels mm-hmm. there and everyone's over there trying to make them laugh and they're not allowed to laugh. They're, that's yeah. the big thing. You can't, they're not allowed to smile. They're going to look it's straight such a ahead. big deal when they do laugh. I've seen a video yeah. of them making it's, him laugh once and, it's and a everyone's like, thing. And people can't believe it. Like it's like oh, yeah. breaking the law sort of thing for them. Mm. So I stand over there, everyone clears out and I walk over to him and I just sort of stare at him and then he smirks. Oh yeah? I'm like, what the fuck? And then he whispers <laughs> something to me and I go, what? And I say, I say, well, I can't hear you, mate. So he tries to whisper it again. And he does his march back and forth. I said, do the march again. He walks past, he goes, Buttsman, YouTube. Oh, bullshit. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Should have called the queen real quick. <laughs> got, him, got him the sack. Elizabeth, get on the phone. <laughs> I mean, I was, that was one of those moments where I was like, that's nuts. That's fucking that's crazy, crazy, man. You know? But the good thing about England was like 90% of the people in the crowd were all English. Yeah, right. Rather than, I thought it might be expats that have seen like mm. videos about Australia or whatever, all that type mm. of shit. To have people that are in another country. Oh, it's nuts. And it's not just another country. It's literally the furthest away from Australia you can be. Yeah, other side like, of There's the not world. much anywhere else further than that you can fly. Mad. So it's like, that's nuts, man. But um, but no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so happy that it all sort of like, you know, went to plan sort of thing. Oh, yeah, but, man. But as, as you know, it's, it's hard work. It's, it's, it's busting it out. It's getting it done. And a lot of people come and a lot of people go and disappear. And you've probably 100%. seen a lot more than I have. Yeah. People who come and maybe emulate the stuff that you do or someone else does. And yeah, man. I just try to focus on what's important. You know what I mean? Like focus on yourself, focus on the people around you. And you can. it's good to take stuff from other people though. You know what I mean? Like take in like inspiration, motivation and look at other people. Like, like you do completely different stuff to me. and that, But I still look at you and go, holy shit, like you're doing really well. It's fucking awesome to see. I love getting behind people that are doing well. And like especially good people, you know? It's like even people I don't know, it's like I'm always... The first person, if I see someone else in this country trying to do social media, I'll send them a message like, yo, you're fucking killing it. Like, mm. keep going. Like, don't give up. I get young kids with like 10K followers on Instagram message me say, oh, can you shout me out? Can you like, no, I'm not going to shout you out. What I'll give you is a little bit of quick advice, a minute mm. out of my day, which is nothing to me. It was probably a lot to them. Mm. So this is what you should do. I send them a big fucking paragraph and like, focus on yourself, you know, make good thumbnails, make good captions, do crazy stuff, but stay marketable. You know, don't care what people think, you know, like just, I tell them all big advice and then that just blows their mind. Like, holy shit, is this actually you? Half people are like, this isn't you, this is probably your manager replying and that's in a selfie just doing this. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's me, you know, that that shit makes people really happy and it's good to know, you know, like hopefully these people just... I try, I try and reply again and it's not because I'm, I'm too busy, I just... I replied once when I was when I was very very small to this this young girl and she said I was going she was going through depression and this and suicidal thoughts and that type of stuff and I sent her this mad long uh, winded piece about okay here's the things the steps you might need to take and here's what's helped for me and all this type of stuff and her reply was immediately oh my god a YouTuber replied to me. <laughs> yeah. And I was, crazy, just, I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, that just sounded dirty to me. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, that's that's for the wrong reasons and all that yeah. type of stuff. So, But in saying that, it's not like I'm ignoring people. No, but exactly it's right. just one of those things. Oh, it's it, hard, man. Like, people out there, if they're expecting, you know, all, like, people in social media to reply to every message, it's, you know, you go through your inbox, it could be hundreds every day, and it's like, you've got stuff to do as well. It's like, it's like it's good to know, like, I just find it's easier to put up a story every few weeks or every few days to say, yo, 
I see a lot of the messages. I appreciate yeah. you all. Thanks so much. I can't literally spend 24 hours a day replying to every message or I've got to film, I've got to edit, I've got to spend time with my family, I've got to do shit, I've got to sleep, I've got to, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I just do the occasional, like, you know, just be grateful, show you appreciate it and stuff. I think that you get a lot of messages when you do stuff like that or even yeah. just writing a quick caption on a black screen and just like actually say what you mean kind of thing and like just say it from the heart, like, yo, I really appreciate Because without like fans and followers and supporters, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. No. You know I mean? I find that's a big problem in in social media is what gets it a bad reputation like when everyone takes the piss out of influences and all that shit it's like a lot of girls especially like not being sexist or anything but like a lot of the girls I think, he is. <laughs> I think he's about to be no nah, it's girls and guys man but it's like a lot of people you know they they start this social media stuff and they just get out and start spreading their cheeks on Instagram and their bikinis and all that sort of shit and yeah. they're out there holding a the fucking teeth whining kit pulling out I've probably done this as well before <laughs> for a piss take <laughs> maybe but you know you get these girls now then they start doing all these nude pictures and bum photos and this crap. And they start getting followers, getting shouted out on pages and they get themselves some followers. And then next minute, it's like they're in Bora Bora every second day. They've got a free fucking Gucci bag. They've got a Louis Vuitton pair of sunglasses. And, you know, they're out there forgetting without the followers and stuff. They wouldn't be able to do what they're doing. Mm. It's like, why? Because like, even like on holidays, it's nice to put up stories if you're on holidays and stuff. Show it off a little bit. That's cool. You know, if you've worked for it, show it. But there's a fine line between being a fucking cunt and as opposed to just like being 100%. genuine. And I find... It's bad because even when I've been feeling down over the years at times, you know, if you, the worst thing to do is jump on Instagram. You look at someone's story and see that fucking John, Pat and Harry are over in Bora Bora snorkeling with their fucking supermodel wives and here I am in the bathroom crying myself to sleep. Yeah. And, you know, I think <laughs> all these social media people that are like out there traveling the world and like, going, oh, I'm in Bora Bora. I'm now in the Maldives. Oh, I'm in Africa, guys. Like they're just shoving it down the throat saying, oh, how much better is my life than yours? They're doing it for the wrong reasons. Exactly, forgetting without these people watching them, they wouldn't be able to do that shit. You know, like what I mean? when I when I was over in the UK, I was putting up stories. I was like, I can't believe this place. Oh, like, this nice, is yeah. just so cool. The history. Well, exactly right. So when you stuff. go somewhere, when you come from like somewhere like Newcastle, even where I'm from, you know, it's not like it's not a crazy out there place. It's a pretty small sort of place, part of the world. You know, I mean, we don't have with two hundred like, years of history, and that's it. Exactly, dude. It's so like when you get overseas and you go to new places, I'll always put up cool stories. I'll always get a few photos or something and show it. I'll send it to my family, my friends, but like. Then you get those other ones who do give it a bad rep and it's just constant, just like three pictures a day fucking yeah. shoving it down people's throats. How great's my life? I got this for free, I got that for free. Like I'm the here. photos I was putting up were the same photos I was sending to my mum. Yeah, yeah, straight up, you know, man. That's some good shit. Yeah, I, I think that's like what that. people get behind mm. is people who are genuine. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. And I think that's what brings a bit of a bad vibe to social media at times. And like like you said, people don't understand me or don't think that they know me. And you know, it's like, that's I don't blame people for thinking the way they probably do. You know, they probably see me and think I'm an arrogant, ignorant asshole and I'm just like all about making money and doing this or whatever. But they sat down and had a chat with me for five minutes, guaranteed their mind would be changed, you know what I mean? Because mm. I'm not like a lot of the other social media people who are about just getting this money to go and show off and do this because I don't really do that. No one has ever really seen me do that stuff. Like, yes, I've been on holidays and I bought a nice house, you know, stuff like that's cool, but I don't drive a fancy car, wear jewelry, expensive clothes. And yeah, I don't know. That shit pisses me off a little bit when I see stuff like that. But at the same time, each to their own. I won't let it ruin my day. I think it's how you do it though. Yeah. Like if you grind for years and years and you and turn out. And you put out, that work in, yeah. But if you're one of these chicks and there's one one near where I live and, and I, 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 I watch her stuff. Uh, Are we getting a name drop? No, 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 no. No names. No names. She probably knows who she is anyway. She knows exactly who she is, <laughs> motherfucker. And she, I've heard oh, that I'm she does. the comments. I know that Only she doesn't fans. like me. Fucking hell, that shit's popping these days, isn't it? Well, this is the thing. She was like in Newcastle, and she was like <laughs> um, talking about, uh, okay, um, I'm, you know, she's putting up ass photos, tit photos, yeah. all that type of stuff. Gains about maybe, let's say, six, ten thousand followers off that. Then develops an OnlyFans. So first, it's a few titty shots, and all of a sudden, she's making, she's got like, I don't know, ten thousand people uh, giving her twenty dollars a month or something like Fucking that, hell. US. And she's making bank. So she's going out buying this shit. But all of a sudden, the titty photos aren't enough. 
So she's getting, she's getting so fucked. So then up. she's getting <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I've seen that coming. Fucking hell. So did she. And she is like, she's getting fucked. And then there's, she's sucking dick on camera. And now she's got 60,000. And now she's an Instagram model. So And a millionaire. She's making cash. <laughs> this is all over like three Fuck months. Me. So she drops off the OnlyFans. No more OnlyFans. And now she's a freelance model. Oh, okay. Career achieved <laughs> imagine like, like imagine like giving birth to someone and raising them for like a good 20 years and having them do that <laughs> i want to be a police officer mommy, <laughs> and now she's just sucking pork sword that's it but <laughs> i i love it i love that shit man there's a lot of them up in the gold coast actually i bet there is i bet they're fucking everywhere and you're rolling around with a nice new house yeah. how many dams are you getting i get a few i like, bet you get a few you know the funny thing is you're a hot dude you say that and it hurts me to say this 95% of my messages are from gay dudes. <laughs> I wish there was a few more girls. I, I wish. I've got a big gay <laughs> contingent that follow me too. Like, yeah, it's like... I kind of ask for it. Me and the boys are constantly fucking kissing each other and we're doing the weirdest, gayest stuff together. And I'm not homophobic at all. I've got gay friends. We do gay stuff. And like, I'm, I love, like, whatever. People do whatever they want to do. Love's love to me. Good on you. Just do whatever. But like, and like, I get, I get fucking cock pics every day. <laughs> I get dudes fucking doing these to me on, on, on cameras and I'm just open and just going, oh yeah. I reply to some of them and say, thanks for that. And I'm just sitting there. But yeah, man, it's like, it's funny you mentioned the DMs and it's usually just gay blokes. I put up like the odd gym selfie or something on my story and I'm back into training probably and I've actually starting to, you know, like, you know, it's like when you, you don't train or eat good for a while, you start finally getting back into that rhythm and you start feeling a bit good about yourself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pop a little photo of myself in the mirror today. I'm going to, you know, get the abs out, whatever, take a photo. Next minute, like, fuck, I hope a couple of just cool girls, smart, nice, funny, pretty girls message me. Maybe I'll have a date. No, 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 a thousand gay dudes. <laughs> Maybe I'll just be gay. But that's fine. Maybe hey, I'll just be gay. I mean, at least it's attention. At least it's, <laughs> yeah, it's people, are, nothing. people are happy. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Will and Powerfish, when he was in here, was talking about... Oh, fuck, that was he lost, funny. He lost 10,000 followers from his previous... When he was in a previous career, he had, like, a large following. And he lost 10,000 followers because he put up, a, like, a, a live story of him full making out with a dude. <laughs> And like the fishing community or whatever, or the, the photography community was just Fishermen like... Fishermen people would hate that shit. They're proper like blokey oh, blokes, bloke, proper men. You don't kiss a bloke like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the funniest thing I think I've ever seen him do, it's probably not even that major to some people, it was just like how he threw that little party the other week for yeah. his new the 100k followers or whatever. And on the boat, these, these fans are getting pissed, having a bloke stand and in the background, there's a fucking topless waiter dude walking around with his ass out, <laughs> handing out, not a chick, he, he, there's like, a, like 30 dudes on a boat, and he's got topless naked dudes walking around handing out the drinks. Well, that's what I said to him. That's I said, good, that's good shit. You're inadvertently making it okay to be gay. Yeah, exactly right. Like, like I saw kids comment on his, um, I think he was probably about maybe 16 or something. He said, I'm gay, and everyone in my school thinks it's okay now because... That's it, good. Blokes fucking blokes, blokes on blokes, all that type he's of stuff. He's used like humour and the whole like, I don't fucking care either way. And, like that sort of element to something and he's making it like, I think it starts beautiful. off as a joke and banter and like a slogan, but now it's like, oh yeah, you're yeah, not I, a man until you've had a man kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found his Instagram and I reckon I watched probably like 90% of the, all the, all, he had like Once, all Because Lockie showed me him a couple of months back and, 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 and like when Lockie showed me him, I watched one and I was him interviewing like some junkie dude and... He was just saying the funniest shit, and he's like, "Who's the hardest bloke?" He goes, "I am," or something like that. <laughs> and all these, you start scrolling through, and I watched a good twenty or thirty. He's like, "I'm gonna follow this motherfucker." You and I followed him, hope. and he followed me back. I was like, oh, "This is cool." Like, I was gonna try and film something with him, but he lives a good couple of hours down south. I think I'm not too sure, but I'm not sure. Yeah, he was gonna come to Lockie's birthday the other day, but he didn't up. But yeah, he seems like a good dude. Good man. Birthday, Lockie. <laughs> Finally, eighteen. 
No, he's 21. Oh, fuck, <laughs> I was going to say, you need he, to grow a beard. He, brings, he brought his dad up from Melbourne for the week. His dad's from Melbourne, drives cranes and that, and he's come up for the weekend. <clears throat> we hired a boat last weekend to go around the Gold Coast for a few hours, and it was just a boys thing. And we said no girlfriends, just so we could get wild, not to worry, you know. And one of the boys with us just kept trying to hook up with his dad all day, just shoving his tongue in his mouth. And his dad's just seeing naked dudes running around, and it was just a full one day. His dad's just like one of the boys, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, nice. And I've had my dad up. He left. Yes, I had my dad up here for the last three days because I only see him every few months because my family's still down there, and he's always working and busy. And I fill him up, and he's, my dad is like the opposite to me, like just real quiet, like real, just normal, nice dude. And I guess not. He's a tyler, you know, just a trade dealer. Like, but he, he's he's not into like the crazy out there weird gay stuff that I do and all that sort of shit. And he's up here and we were doing weird shit. And he's kind of laughing. Oh, maybe maybe he doesn't mind. And then yesterday, oh, yesterday the day before, I'm out the back and I can see him inside watching my TV. And I've, I've got a big G-string pulled up in my undies out in the back deck around, around the pool. Kristen's chasing me around with his dick out. Kristen's chasing me around the veranda and I go, Dad, help! Dad, help! <laughs> and my dad just walks out the window and he's just like, he's like, what the fuck are these guys doing? A bunch of blokes in their mid-twenties chasing around each other around naked. And his neighbours just waving at us. <laughs> and, you know, the neighbours were out in the back thing and that was like, oh, I'm in my own house. How are the neighbours going? Are they no, cool? they're cool, man. They there's, there's two houses either side and then there's a big like gap. But the, the ones next door, I think it's just like an Asian family and they've never even been there. Okay. I've never seen a light on. I've never seen them once. The people next door are probably like 40, 50 years old. The lady works for NASA, which is oh, kind of cool. Fuck. Me and her are kind of probably about just as smart as each other, I think. Yeah, good. Pretty, good. pretty good. similar, I'd say. Pretty similar. Yeah. And um, I haven't seen her once. I've seen the guy a couple of times, but a few people down the other end of the street, they all like knew my videos and stuff, and they've all shouted out and had a wave. And they're cool, man. Really good vibe. Yeah, it's nice. What's uh, what's Nigel's story? Nigel Munt? Yeah. Nigel's pretty cool. I, I don't know if... You'd be interested. He'd love to do one of these things with you one time. Yeah. But Nigel's cool. Like, I think he jumped on Josh's podcast a couple of years okay, ago. Okay, yeah. Nigel's just a legend, man. Like, literally one of the best guys I've ever met. I couldn't think of anything bad. I mean, he's just like, he's like, it's like he's like a 21-year-old funny rugby sort of banter dude stuck in like a 50-year-old dude's body. But he's also a genius. You know what I mean? Like, he's really smart. Like, he gives you great advice. He's a wise dude. Like, he'll give you like, but he's the most sarcastic, dry sense of humor guy. I mean, he just constantly takes the piss. Like, he's doing as well. He's like, he's a former lawyer. Like, obviously, he went downhill good i think it was like five ten years ago or something like that and had a pretty bad year or two there and got caught up in some bad shit but then he's turned it back around he's got his law license back again he's making good money oh, good. he's got a missus and stuff he lives with her his kids and everyone he's happy he's healthy oh, doesn't drink doesn't do anything it hasn't been like that for many years he's helped me out a lot like he let me move into his house last year for a couple of months rent free because i had no money this is only a year and a half ago i had no wow. money and um he just always gives me really good advice he just helps you with anything points in the right direction he's helped me out with finding good accountants good lawyers you know helped me out a lot with buying the house He's just like got that wisdom of someone that's been through a lot of shit. He's done his own stuff and he's just a real funny bloke. Like he got my face tatted on his shoulder and <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't think someone that's like nearly 50 years old that is properly a lawyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was worth millions back in the day. He's making good money again now. I don't know exactly how much, but mm. uh, Nigel's cool, man. Really, really good bloke. Yeah, I'd love him ever on the show. That'd be he's sick. awesome. He'd love to, man. He's yeah. all about that. So he'd love to get his story out there more. Yeah, yeah. I can't really explain it in detail as much as he would obviously like he'd love to come on he'll tell you the exact bit from start to finish it's a very fucking crazy story yeah, take me an hour yeah. to explain it but yeah for sure oh man he's got some stories so i guess we'll wrap it up in a moment but i wanted to know one more question because this this would freak me out you're you're involved in a lot of prank sort of stuff yeah and i assume so are the other people around you what's it like living like that as you said that i'm th- I, I could hear him move and i was like <laughs> he's bringing this i'm like how's this gonna feel and i was just waiting for something to happen you know what i mean like i i'd freak out if everyone around me was trying to film shit all the time we kind of like make rules and like not rules but it's just like you know 
at certain hours. Or, but then again, it's like no one really listens. It's just fucking, I lock my door. Lockie and they always ask me, why you lock your door? I'm like, why the fucking thing I lock my door? Why do you think? Back in my other house, I used to push my cupboard against my door because sometimes locking it isn't enough because people can get the butter knife and turn it open. And I'm like, no, I'm putting the fucking cupboards against it. I wouldn't it. be able to sleep. I'd be freaking out. Yeah, no, I've made it so foolproof in my room that I'm so happy to sleep now. Dead bolts. It's like thing. you like lean things against your door so they open and bangs and scares them and then you can like wake up to it and stuff. And I've got a, a cricket bat next to my bed, a knife next to my bed, a gun above. <laughs> She's fucking cross. <laughs> no, no, I do. Beautiful. Good. I think that's the best way to end this podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. Anything you want to plug into that camera? Um, thank you all for watching. Which camera? That one. The thank you one. all for watching. He's a lovely man. I like to think I am as well. Ladies and gentlemen, another great podcast. Thank you very much for watching. I uh, hope you enjoyed yourself. If you want to listen to the uh, audio version, you can on Spotify uh, or even iTunes as well. And don't forget to subscribe because it's a great life decision. Do it and we'll find you. We'll fucking find you, bitch. And we're going to be back <laughs> next week with something else. Who fucking knows what that'll be. Connor, anything else? Uh, tour. Tour. I'm on tour. I've got many things coming up. Great shows coming up. It's going to be great. If you're not coming along, pull your fucking head in and come along. Ladies and gentlemen, be a good motherfucker. Peace in the Middle East. Me dig stinks. I'll see you all very soon. Toodaloo. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.